Tuned into the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. I'm Jeremy Miller. And today we have special guest co-host, which her camera is not even showing. There she there is. There she is. She's scaring me there for a second. I was like, what happened to her? We have special guest co-host here, Raquel Buchanan-Gasios. She's a psychotherapist. So happy to have you on here, Raquel. Thank you so much for being on the Navarro Miller Report. You are welcome. Thanks, guys. I'm excited to see what we're talking about today. Well, we got Glad a lot of stuff. You. We definitely have a lot of stuff to talk about today. I'm also streaming on TikTok Live right now. So, anybody that's on TikTok watching this, go ahead and t- uh, check out the link in my bio to check out uh, what I'm watching. What you guys can't see, I'm doing on, on here because it's only showing my, me. <laughs> go ahead and check that out on YouTube. Uh, the, the link is in the description for that. And uh, for everybody out there, just another. Uh, you know, want to reiterate an announcement that we made last episode. We are leaving Facebook live. We are going to move over to YouTube. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, for this live show that most of you probably hate um, <laughs> or enjoy. Either way, we, we don't. I think after today, we might they, they might tune actually in, whether you hate us or love us. Just tune in. We're one all one way or the other, one way or the other. So, but uh, in starting this uh, brand new episode, I wanted to go ahead and show you guys this hilarious TikTok video. This this is couple goals right here. Let me tell you, this is real couple goals right here. So go ahead and just enjoy this. This 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 right here is yeah. You said we were gonna spend tonight, but you ate that last apple pie. Now your stomach isn't feeling right I told you that didn't smell alright And now you're pooping your life away My God, shut up! Oh, you're pooping your life away Better not be posting this Yeah, you're pooping your life away Now we can't smash, cause you got hella gas. You better wash your ass. You know it's not cool. But what else can I do? <laughs> and the sun just goes on and on for a while. Talk about couples goals right there. You can hear his girl behind the door. Just tell that was him the, the best song. part. That was the best part. I mean his song's brilliant, but that was the best part was her just would you please stop just stop shut up i hate you stop oh my god i love her reaction raquel i mean your 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 opinion on this video and would you want a guy that you're seeing just telling the entire world on tiktok that you are pooping your life away (laughs) which is a catchy song actually you know they say that love hurts but really love stinks (laughs) (laughs) no pun intended or pun intended (laughs) yeah definitely 
Oh my god. Yeah, it's got you gotta love you gotta love these TikTokers. There's just so much talent out there. This guy has a full page of him just going at it, just like there's one where he's talking about his girlfriend taking too long because they have to go somewhere and she's like doing her makeup while he's like singing behind her. So that uh, it's just, Oh God, if they survive his success, uh, they're a strong couple. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Most definitely. But uh, in talking about couples actually, and, and Raquel, I'm definitely going to want to hear your opinion about the following TikTok video that I, that, uh, that I'm going to post right now. This right here has to do with uh, something around your, realm of expertise which is a lot of uh, you do a lot of couples therapy and uh things like that and this right here is definitely something that i mean many people don't know whether or not this is something it's it's been argued so let's just go ahead and take a look mean to be a man it means that no matter what you do it's never good enough we're supposed to pay for dinner. We're supposed to open doors for them. We're supposed to help them carry heavy stuff. We're supposed to call them ma'am. And nowadays that's insulting. It means your mental health does not fucking matter. Male suicides make up three times the amount of female suicides. I was in the hospital for 11 days on suicide watch. They put me in counseling for maybe two months and then they just sent me on my way. And guys don't open up about their problems because nobody fucking cares. You're just told to get up and walk it off. So why even bother opening up about it, right? It means every time you meet a woman, she automatically thinks that you could possibly be a predator and they have to carry pepper spray and tasers to defend themselves against you. No matter how good we are, a woman could easily just divorce us, take half our money and our kids. If you're unhappy in a relationship, that's your own damn problem. But if a woman's unhappy in a relationship, that's also your fucking problem. Basically, you better be able to provide or you're a loser. I mean, what's, what is your opinion on all this, Raquel? Jeez, um, anything that is uh, leaning to the, to the gender, you know, either side of the gender spectrum is really hard for me to hear because I know that this is not only just a gender problem, it's a people problem. And that um, in general, and when it comes in relationships, we don't take a lot of personal accountability. And that's a lot of the problem in the relationship. However, you know, okay, I'm a feminist, 100%. I, I'm a new wave feminist, intersectional feminist, but I love men. I do believe that men have been affected by feminism as well. And that we are, they are also, we are all products of the same system. So it's not only, you know, women who are at a disadvantage because of patriarchy, but men fall right into that too, gender norms and things that they have to be, like the video said, that suicide is a third leading cause of of death in men ages 19 to 27. This is a serious issue and um, a huge a, a huge epidemic. Another video that I watched that's truly impactful, a documentary, it's called The Mask You Live In. It will bring you to tears. Every man that I've ever shown like walks out of this, uh, this showing crying because it shows how vulnerable men are to depression, irritability, crime because of the way that we're socialized. Not us, obviously. Well, men, I'm not not one of you guys, you know. Yeah, and I and I mean it's it's something it's something that I I personally didn't even know that that's how crazy the suicide rate was be, between you know men versus women. I had no idea that that's how bad it was. Um, but I mean, Jeremy, you, you saw this video too. I know that you have some strong opinions about this as well. I do. Um, first off, let me say let's understand where it seems this young man is coming from. I mean, he admits to having been on suicide watch for multiple days. This is a man, young man who has been hurt, who is very disillusioned, who is, uh, 
you know, coming from from a very specific place. Now, while I've said that, this is to me a lot of cop out bullshit. Um, yes, men. I mean, I'm not I'm not dis discounting the fact that there is the much higher suicide rate that patriarchal responsibility bullshit contributes a lot to that. But at the same time, you can choose whether to hold the door open. You can choose whether to, you know, and there are many women who in this day and age respect that choice. That's, that's a fact. I, I have a hard time with a guy saying that, you know, we have no choices in this. You either do this or you're a scumbag. Now, th there's, there is somewhat of a societal view that agrees with that, but things have changed a lot. It is a large stereotype, and there are a lot of people who don't look upon guys like that. The fact is, if the relationship is going, I mean, he, he makes a correlation in that if she's unhappy, well, it's his fault too. And in society, a lot of times that is the norm right now. That is, it is a natural reaction to uh, look at the guy and what did he do? Um, it's kind of where we're at right now as a, as a society. But the fact is, as you said, Raquel, it's personal responsibility. If a relationship's not working, just because you're a good guy who works hard does not mean that your relationship works. It does not mean you are doing what you need to be doing in this relationship to keep it going. He but makes the correlation that they, that because he's a good guy who works hard and treats her well, she should stay married to him, that their relationship should just work, that that's, that's not life. That's not how it works. This isn't a fairy tale. You know, it's nice guy syndrome. Oh, well, I'm a nice guy. Everything should work out fine. No, it doesn't work that way. I'm sorry. And Raquel, I, I see you nodding. Um, I mean, so much so I even had to interrupt. You're just speaking of what I tell my clients all the time about environment. Environment plays a huge part in relationships. You, okay, what, did, what is it? You could be the most expensive thing from Amazon, but if you are delivered to the wrong address, no one's going to know what the package you are, you know? So exactly, 100%, Jeremy, what you're saying is true. That's a good analogy, actually. That's a really good analogy. I like that mm -hmm. analogy. I mean, I to, to me, it's like I, the the whole thing with me because you know I'm a single male and it's difficult for me to to date and everything else because nowadays is the, the game's changed. You don't know what boundaries you can't cross like opening the door for someone like he said you know calling someone ma'am some women don't like that anymore you don't know what to say anymore it's kind of like you're you're a little bound and you have certain restrictions as to what exactly you can say uh to not to not uh insult you know uh you know the person or not or not uh you know um uh, degrade them or anything like that it's so difficult it's very difficult to actually understand okay am i saying this right am i doing this right what am i doing like what where can i go it's just too much to think about and that's why it's very difficult to date in this day and age i mean in my opinion now, let me jump in here real quick raquel i i would say you'd know more about this than i would but from a personal standpoint on this level i would say people are better off being themselves i mean as long as you're i know you and as much as i dislike you dave 
I mean, as much as I can't stand being around you on a regular basis, you're generally a good guy. You're not horrific. You know, you're not offensive. You're not a scumbag. So, well, Raquel kind of like, eh. But... <laughs> Thanks, guys. I feel attacked but, right now. I feel really attacked. <laughs> but the truth is, you know, unless you're a total scumbag who just doesn't respect women and who doesn't treat people right, I'd say be yourself. Don't try and change what you're doing and what you're, you know, what what you're saying. If it's going to, if what you say naturally and it you think is not a problem, as long as you're not being offensive, as you're not being a horrific person, then why would you change that in the first place? If they don't like that, they weren't for you in the first place. You guys aren't going to melt. So, True. I mean, in general, that's, I mean, Raquel, please kick so in I if I'm wrong. I have a, a group that I, I admin for therapists who want to date other therapists. And I'm just surprised at some of the topics that come up. There. One of the topics was this fact was a male on, on the group had presented himself in a very brash way. I had had other interactions with him online. So I kind of knew that was with his wheelhouse and his personality. And some other women had had kind of the same um, joking, like flirtatious banter back and forth. However, new women started coming in and they saw his behavior and they were appalled. They're like, how dare this man say this? Well, this man had been in the group for probably like six months already. He had a rapport with the entire group and this person after after three, three days is coming in and saying, how dare this man say this to this woman in this group? Well, these two particular people had already been interacting online for months, right? So you have, you're walking into this existing interaction pattern of being that some people are okay with and some people aren't. And it's about compatibility. I even say, listen, if you are a racist SOB, there is another racist SOB out there for you. Like if you like to <laughs> wear bunny costumes and be chased by Batman, by all means, there's someone who wants to dress up like Batman. Like it's happening for you. Whatever and you it's, want. It's and you know what? That's actually very true because I, I, I go back to uh, to what my mom used to say to me uh when i would like when i was when i was younger and she would say she would get a little religious get out of the bathroom besides that um, <laughs> where'd all the conditioner go dave <laughs> more more along the lines of you'll oh, go God, blind if you continue to do you. that <laughs> more like you'll go blind <laughs> if you continue to do that no um what she would say is uh what she would actually say is um she would actually get religious on me and she would say son even God, when he told Noah to build his ark, the pairs came in by twos. There's always, even the animals had somebody, had a couple, had somebody coming in. So there's always somebody for somebody in this world. She would always say that. And I still think that to this day, that there's always somebody for somebody in this world. There, there's got to be. No, you're, 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 <laughs> what did you call me yesterday? Um, you called me a growth? Or no, you called me uh, appendage. an appendage. Your brother called me the growth. <laughs> he asked what I what he was to me. I said an appendage. You know, I'm an appendage to him. him. How do you like that? That's beautiful. <laughs> that's a great that's a great friend right there. Anyways, so but yeah, I mean it's it's just it's it's tough all around. I mean Raquel, like I said, you're you're the professional here. You know about this. I mean hell, you've even you've even. Uh, are the dating the dating for you has been tough as well even as even as a psychotherapist it's still hard 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 on you as well even though you know 
I mean, how hard is it for you? Even though, like, you know the mind of a person that you're going to date. I mean, how difficult is that for you to try to separate, okay, I could analyze this guy a mile away and know exactly what he's going to think, do, and say before he even think, does, or says it. I mean, is that, does that kind of like take away some of the, some of the flavor, some of the romance out of it? I mean, you're like, you're like a, you're like a psychic. You already know what's going to happen before it happens. <laughs> you know what? Um, I used to not be able to understand this in dating, and now I do. And if you know something about someone and then they confirm that, it's validation and emotional closeness. So when I see something about someone, if I know it to be true for whatever reason, if I bring it up and they're like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, that's it. It makes me feel a lot more emotionally close to them because there's honesty there, there's transparency. You know, it's sort of like if you have something in your teeth, your friend should probably tell you. You know, like it, it's one of those things where um, if you see something, say something. And in relationships, that's important because you don't want to be sweeping things under the rug. So if someone can pass my analysis, my Rorschach tests, right, then then we're good to go. Nice. <laughs> that, that is a beautiful answer. No, truly, it really is, because I, I've never thought about it from that perspective um that it might actually bring you a certain level of closeness in that there's an understanding there i i honestly never can thought about that from from a a psychotherapist perspective so that that's amazing um wow thank you for bringing that up <laughs> i mean at the end of the day you know it seems like honesty is the best policy regardless so just be truthful to yourself just be true and you know the rest will follow. <laughs> well, it's, again, I don't, I don't know Squatch. You know, Raquel is our professional here. Everything I'm saying, guys, please take with a grain of salt. It only comes from my recovery experience, which has a lot of basis in psychotherapy and a lot of other stuff. But it, it really is. I am not a professional. I'm just giving my advice. Take it or leave it you know and do your best with it. That's all I can offer. It's just coming from a perspective of recovery. Right. Well, and the and I tell everybody is that I was saying this stuff before I was a professional, just nobody listened to me. <laughs> yeah, I haven't changed. Same thing. <laughs> that happens. That happens. But in, in, in talking about recovery, actually, in entertainment news, Jessica Simpson celebrates four years of sobriety and she shares an unrecognizable picture on Instagram that my god like when i saw this i was like this is really her. it doesn't even look like her here's a picture i'm posting up right now that doesn't even look like jessica simpson that is that is insane how different she was she went ahead and she captioned it this person in the early morning of november 1st 2017 is is an unrecognizable version of myself I had so much self-discovery to unlock and explore. I knew in this very moment, I would allow myself to take back my light, show victory over my internal battle of self-respect, and brave this world with piercing clarity. Personally, to do this, I needed to stop drinking alcohol because it kept my mind and heart circling in the same direction, and quite honestly, I was exhausted. Jeremy, you are in recovery. I know that you this this hits close to home to you. What are your thoughts about what she said and just the the change that she's going through? Do me a favor. I'm going to toss this to Raquel for a second. No problem, Raquel. What are your what are your thoughts 
what are your thoughts in uh, in what what uh, you know what Jessica Simpson's gone through, and from a psychotherapist's point of view, everything that she's like the the pride that she has four years being sober. First of all, I... oh crap! No, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Kyle. Repeat what you just said. Sorry, we lost you there for a second. I, I love Jessica Simpson. I, she has a great personality. I've always had an interest in her. She is she's a role model for me growing up. Just an, an American doll. She's just so sweet. Um, I know you are in Hollywood. When you grow up in entertainment, when you have um, certain household dynamics, you know you're prone to depression and, and anxieties. And addiction comes down to a huge freaking anxiety. Anxiety feel driven towards that substance, around that substance, thinking about it all the time. So much comfort, restless life. And the things that they have to do to cope with that restlessness. You know, when, when you're active addiction, you're not taking care of yourself mentally, physically. You know, um, you're barely showing up in your relationships. I have so much sympathy for her. And I'm, I'm so proud of anyone, whether it be four years or four days, because I know, I know from my own attachments, a, a strong attachment to whatever it is, that feeling when you walk by it and to fight that is so intense. So, you know, good luck and good job to anybody who spent any time from any sort of addiction. That's very true. That's very true. And I and I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, very proud of Jessica Simpson. She's gone through a lot these past few years. Uh, I think that the breakup with uh, Nick Lachey also really took a huge impact on her as well. Uh, she was kind of lost for a few years there. She was lost all over the place. She didn't know where to go. I'm happy that, uh, you know, that she found her way back. Hold on there. Um, it's total speculation on our part. Yes. Um, don't don't go there with an addict, addict, you know, with an alcoholic, with anybody suffering from. Don't go there. Don't try and speculate like that. It a breakup is always hard, but mm-hmm. who knows if that's what really got her to where she is? Let's True. not go down that path. True. Um, I'm gonna try and keep it together here. That picture. Who? Hmm. <laughs> it just brings it home I was there you know any of us have been there and uh, you know you can't even recognize yourself at a certain point so to hear her take control at that point and to realize this is my bottom I can't go any further is amazing it just Oh man, it fills my heart with so much joy to see her get to that point because it does. It's it's an absolutely amazing feeling to shed that that need, that that constant obsession and to finally feel free. But I remember that point. I mean, hell, I'm just like her. I mean, I'm in entertainment. I'm a celebrity, you know, a little removed at this point, but still, I mean, you can go on the internet and find pictures of me in the depths of my addiction and it's horrific. And that just really takes me home to, uh, to see how far she went down the rabbit hole. And, um, I'm so proud that she came back and that she's doing great. And we're proud of you too, Jeremy. I mean, I'm, I'm always, I'm always damn proud of of the person that you are now i mean i didn't know you uh when you were when you were going through through uh your your time 
uh, but I've known you now, and all I've ever known has been such a like a really wonderful person. Uh, uh, caring. Oh God, he lies. He lies. <laughs> besides, besides, how, He's besides, besides how you treat me all the time, which okay. I'm the victim here. Okay. Besides that, I mean, I've seen how you are as a father to three boys, as uh, as as a great provider and everything to to Joni and everybody. I mean, you you've you've done you've overcome a lot. And you still continue to go through it and to see you go through some of the crap that you're still, you know, trying to like go get over and not, you know, like the stress that's put right. on you. You Knock know, I mean, I appreciate it. Knock it off. Let's move <laughs> on to the next story. Yes, I'm amazing in addiction. No, every, you it, know, anybody who can get even a day is is an absolute miracle. And that's a fact. That's so, very true we can leave it at that i'm amazingly proud of jessica and uh, god bless her we got a couple of people that are on the stream right now uh derek is saying congrats jeremy proud of you uh what you have overcome uh joe also saying thank you jeremy for overcoming and being an inspiration to so many so keep on crying there buddy <laughs> Shut up! You're fun. the one that was talking about crying at like what? I'm not crying. Finding you're crying. Nemo and everything else. I, I'm not know. crying. You're crying. How about that? So, but again, very, very uh, proud of both you and Jessica for going for you know for overcoming and continue on God the fight because amazing. It's it really it's is. you know it's still a fight. It's it's an unfortunate disease, but you're gonna it's in remission for right now. So we're we're gonna continue to to. Keep on pushing forward here. In other entertainment news, Chris Pratt is to be the new voice of Garfield. Now, I think Chris Pratt is like what the fifth person to make to be the voice oh, now. God, I hope this doesn't curse him like everybody else. I mean, only Bill Murray was able to come out of this with, you know, without being cursed. I was he, right. It was Bill was Murray's Bill, voice. He was Bill Murray. I mean, that's just you, you're never gonna, you know, shut down Bill Murray, but. There's even a joke, a Bill Murray joke in Zombieland where they've killed Bill Murray and he's dying and they ask him if he has any regrets. He looks into the distance and he says, maybe Garfield. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I, I hope this does not kill Chris Pratt's career because Garfield has not been good to a lot of people. No one's been able to do it and not suffer yet. So <laughs> it's a character I love. I'm a huge, you know, uh, the comic book strips. I'm a huge fan. So I hope they do it right. But, oh, God, I hope this does not uh, end up ruining him. I mean, Raquel, I mean, are you you're you're familiar with Garfield. I mean, the cartoon was still, you know, around with in your, your for your generation. I mean, I know that you're younger and everything, but I know that you know who Garfield is. Who, who doesn't? Well, let's just say that, uh, you know, when when Chris when Chris Pratt isn't training for a superhero movie, he definitely looks like a little bit of a Garfield. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the hair. It's the hair that does it for me. It's the hair, the hair. He looks like Garfield nope. with the hair all hey, crazed up. Too bad. He's, he's a good-looking man. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. So I mean, it's. It, let's see if he puts a little attitude uh, behind uh, behind Garfield. I was trying to remember who was the original voice of Garfield because I thought it was Bill Murray at first. No, um, I well, I could be completely wrong. I don't know who the first one was, but I don't believe Bill voiced the. You know voiced Garfield until they did the movie that was done That's in the, the late 90s or early 2000s I believe. I actually never got to watch that movie. 
I never saw that one. <laughs> and there's a good reason now, I guess. <laughs> why I never Even saw though that why I wouldn't watch it. So. <laughs> oh my god. Well, we'll see like exactly how that's going to happen. I mean, right now, he Chris Pratt's been working on a lot of stuff right now. He's also been working on uh I believe they're coming out with another Guardians of the Galaxy, obviously. Jurassic Park, that's another one that's good, that was pushed back thanks to COVID. Raquel, you're excited about Jurassic Park, I could tell. You know how much I love those fandoms, and I love dinosaurs. Yes, that's when he's not looking like Garfield, you know? It's just... <laughs> well, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, As far as you are, you do fandom st- type of stuff, like cosplay stuff, don't you? I, I do actually. I just uh, finished with a uh, basically three day Halloween series of um, some purge uh, DC character uh, mix ups, and it was it was such a good time. I had a, nice. a wonderful time. I, I saw you also did. Uh, we lost Jeremy here for a second. We lost his feed. I don't know where Jeremy went. Huh? Strange. Jeremy, are you there? He went to go look at pictures. Of Victor. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Anyways, well, he'll probably come back in a second. He he's like he's left for him. I'm like, oh my god, where's Jeremy at? He like disappeared. No, I mean, uh, you also had fun. You, you had fun this Halloween weekend, right? I mean, I know that uh, I saw a couple of your of your Instagrams. You had you have a thing for that uh, that one movie. I forgot the movie where everything's legal. The Purge. The Purge. Thank you. I can't remember the freaking movie for the life of me. But you do a lot of the like a lot of uh, purge stuff on your on your social media. Yeah, absolutely. So the social media content that I make very centers around mental health um, around the Halloween time. That's really when I get into the cosplay. It's an interactive event. We talk about the intersections of crime, mental health, social justice. Uh, pay attention to different policies within our government on how we handle mental health issues. I talked a little bit about battered women, battered woman syndrome in this mm-hmm. last couple of days for this Halloween uh, event, this interactive event on, on social media. And so it's, uh, it's a good opportunity that this idea of the purge uh, was centered around, you know, how do we contain people's anxieties? How do we contain their frustration in, in politics? And they believed you, well, if you let people do all crime for 12 hours, it's going to be okay. So kind of using that same spin and, and um, taking that idea and educate the public about mental health and crime. So you're turning something that, so you're turning a movie that was meant to be a horror flick, meant to be a bunch of different things, and you turned it into something that actually is good for a lot of people. Absolutely, it's, uh, pop culture entertainment, so opportunity to learn from, but also use as a tool. And so I love integrating those aspects of Hollywood and entertainment into my classes, into my clients, into just everyday education because people understand, you know, giving examples of characters and movies. And then they're like, oh, I get what PTSD is because I see it now. So I just I love helping people understand complex issues in such accessible ways. Well, you're making it you're making it more like. Wow, this is really crazy. What should, what, you know, they're, they're not expecting. They, they watch something that they're thinking is something else, and then they, they, it completely blows their mind. It's, it's un, unexpected for them. So that's actually really cool that you're doing that, to be perfectly honest. I mean, I always saw, I always watch some of the, the stuff that you got going on, and I'm just like, man, she's crazy. This, girl, this girl's crazy. Something's wrong with her. She's, she's a psychotherapist. Be nice. But be take nice. the therapist out of there. She's a freaking psycho. No, I'm just playing. No, no. You, uh, you, everything you do has purpose, so that's an awesome thing. 
We, we have the, the psychotherapist, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're good with that. In other news, um, we uh, Cal Penn, who uh, plays uh, Kumar in in uh, Harold and Kumar, and you know the White Castle and everything, uh, he has come out as gay, and that's something that surprised the heck out of me. I didn't even know that, and I read it. I was like, wow, this is this is crazy. I had no idea uh, that uh, that he was, and apparently he's also not only has he come out as gay in a book that he wrote. But he's also engaged to his longtime boyfriend of 11 years. And uh, that's something that many people are, are it's, it's, it's something that's all over the place right now. And um, he's, uh, he's got a new book that, uh, where, where he reveals that, that, uh, that he's gay. And um, he's, just, he's just very happy. He's just very happy that, that, uh, that he's able to express, that he's able to share this with the world. Uh, and you know he's incredibly happy with his with his uh, with his fiance. So, props to him. My question is, which is kind of like wondering, did he not, I guess, come out publicly because he's a private person, or did he do it for image? I mean, I, I would think that nowadays, uh, with so much so 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 many people being open, that that wouldn't be the case. That he would be scared to come out. I mean, me, culturally, me who knows. Let me jump in here for a second. Um, first of all, it doesn't matter. That's I'm, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter why he kept it, you know, to himself, whether it's a cultural thing, whether it's a industry thing, it, it really doesn't matter. That's up. That's his business. And it would, whatever reason he felt it was necessary. That was why it was necessary. Um, I'm a little disappointed that we're still at the fact, uh, the point in our lives and in this country and society that this is still a big deal. I personally, I that it's a huge deal that oh oh my god, uh, uh, this guy's gay. But to me, I I couldn't give a crap. Um, god bless him. I'm glad he felt comfortable coming out. But it's at this point, it's like it's it's no different than to me some guy going oh i like girls okay cool i i don't it's i'm i'm really disappointed that at the point this is still a major news story in 2021 that uh, there's a gay man oh wow that's a shock i i i just don't i'm i'm proud of him that he was felt comfortable to come out and everything else but the fact that this is a news story actually says bad things about us in my opinion Give it up to TMZ for for providing that news story for us. Uh, not on criticizing that. them. I just mean literally. It just as a society that we think this is a news story when it should be no big deal says something, in my opinion. True, Raquel. What are your thoughts? I, I mean, I am the same for Jeremy, but I, you know, um, uh, all, you know, all the reasons. There are multiple reasons. Um, I once saw a TikTok recently that uh, was another person who was saying that not everybody has to know you like that. Not everybody has to know you at that capacity. Not everybody's worthy of knowing you like that, which is totally fine for people to stay in. But I just got to say that, uh, you know, to his, to his partner, shout out. I'm sure that makes his partner feel wonderful that, you know, that, that he loves this person this much, that he's willing to make that, you know, commitment publicly and say, I'm not ashamed, I'm with this person and I want to share my life with them. So I bet his partner's overjoyed. So good for you guys. Yeah, very, very true facts. I mean, I, I think that the other, that the other thing possibly with this could be, uh, 
I mean, the reason why a lot of uh, news outlets are reporting this is just for the shock value of it. Uh, trying to see what people are going to say about it, what people are going to say, whether it's positive or negative. They want to see they want to get a reaction out of people. Uh, but now it seems like you said, Jeremy, now it's become so, so like actually we we have a couple of people uh, that are commenting. Uh, Derek says, you know, this day and age, it shouldn't be news anymore. That's true. That's very true. Uh, and, and that's something that many people are like, OK, it is what it is. Uh, Joe says, Amy, man, Jeremy, next subject. So, I mean, uh, Derek also just uh, said right now, I suppose it could only be news in the sense it could help someone who is struggling and deciding to come out or not. But at the same now, that's, time, that's a great point. Thank you, Derek. That is a really good point in that him sharing it and making it newsworthy does provide somebody with that avenue. And lets them know that it's okay and it's possible. So that is a really good point. I mean, I, I agree with that. But I also, I, I go back to my original question that in this day and age, that's, that's, that shouldn't be an issue for anybody to come out anymore. If you feel a certain way, if you, uh, if you have a certain, a certain way about you that you want to let people know, let it out. Let it out as long as it doesn't as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. I mean, come on, you you be you. You who do you want to be? Can I ask? I actually ask Jeremy a question because I started yep. to get back in streaming, and I recognize that streamers, you know, are little little sections of entertainment, and we have personas. Could it possibly be because he's been instructed not to say something like this or to taint his image? Like that is very possible. I mean, you know, coming from this business, people managers publicists and everybody else who has an opinion that they believe they can force on you um they do help to control and maybe it's just that he's gotten away from that and has realized i control my life they don't i don't know that is an aspect that's very valid coming from this business and i'll even take it one further even though obama was a very progressive president calpen was his ambassador he was an actual ambassador of the United States. He had diplomatic immunity. He was a tr an actual diplomat for Obama. Now, politically speaking, who knows if people around the Obama administration wanted him to keep that on the down. I, I don't know. There's a lot of things that could go into that. He's had a lot of people that might influence his decisions coming from the business he has and then being involved in politics as well. So I, I honestly don't know, but I can tell you that it's very possible. And I remember, I remember that too, when he actually, he left acting for a while to, uh, to be a part of uh, Obama's administration uh, at that time. I remember he was uh, doing uh, that one doctor show that was on Fox uh, and he left that show. He was actually like starting to really get up there. And so he just, you know, he said, Hey, I'm leaving for a while because I've just been asked to be a part of, uh, you know, Washington. He didn't say who or what at the time until we found out later on. I'm like, Oh, that's why he left. But I mean, you know, you never know. Sometimes they're publicists. They're like, okay, we, we have to feel it out. We have to make sure that people will respond in a positive What's way funny? and blah, blah, blah. Let me take it even further. There is nothing you see on the internet, on social media, or otherwise about 99.9% .9 of the celebrities and entertainers that is real. It is a crafted image. There are some entertainers out there who have achieved a certain popularity or in spite of their stubbornness 
achieved it anyway who are themselves. But I can guarantee you what you see, there is a very small percentage that you're seeing the real thing. It's a, it's a cultured and sculpted image to give them the best chance at making money and being successful. That's how this business works. They did it to me at a very young age. I, I, I mean, everybody around me, including my step dick, um, you know, it's, it was, it was everybody. So, I mean, I was told what I could wear, how I could have my hair. If I was going to an event, I had to dress this way or do this. I couldn't go to this party. I couldn't go to this place because it wasn't going to look right. You know, it took me till I was almost 15 years old to basically say, kiss my ass. I'm going where I want. And you got a problem with it. We can get down. Um, <laughs> I, I fired my step dick as my publicist when I was 15. And, you know, it was that's just how it was. But I was sick of having people treat me like that. And it's how this business is. And the unfortunate fact is, if you want to be uber successful, 99 times out of 100, you're going to have to listen to these people, do what they want, and cultivate yourself to exactly the image they want to get as far as you're going to get. You're going to have to play ball, in other words. Like if the... you want to, there are very few people who can buck the system and still get there. I it happens, see, I... but there are very, very few. I see Raquel, you're you're shaking your head uh, no. So I mean, I, I'm sure you have something to say about what he just said. It just makes me so hurt and so upset. I, Dave, I, know I was working in Glendale, the LA area, for a couple of years with a lot of people in entertainment, and there is a significant level of exploitation and coercion that can go on in these industries because of the power dynamics and how susceptible that people in entertainment are to violence i mean you could even call it violence in a way you know suppressing themselves and then when we talk about addiction and the prominence of addiction in entertainment it's because no one is allowed to be themselves everybody has to be some version that's not them and so addiction at its heart is when we get away from who we truly are right and so this is just perpetuating this i i'm counseling these creatives these poor people like these poor talented people who just want to do better for themselves in the world and they can't because of the industry because of what's asked of them it's a tough industry it's a tough industry i mean uh jeremy you've been through a lot in that industry and and to be honest with you i mean for you to come out of it the way you did for you to come out of it alive even i mean yeah exactly <laughs> you know you you do tend to have a lot of things to say about and i don't know what you mean right I'm very well, subdued well if 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 you don't know what i mean the next subject should really really go ahead and have you say a few things in other news uh right now as we speak the supreme court Here's the Texas has heard actually the Texas abortion law arguments. And right now, uh, the Texas law is known as SB8 would ban most abortions at about six weeks when a fetal heartbeat may be detected. The justices are hearing arguments in two cases over whether abortion providers or the Justice Department can mount federal court challenges to the law. Now, this has been a very, very very touchy and heated subject all over the nation, possibly even the world, that Texas would even be considering something like this. And Jeremy, I know that you have that you have like very for hold on. Being that this is an issue that honestly, and I'm not 
I'm not pandering. I swear to God, this is out of it. This is not an issue. Any man's opinion counts more than a woman's. Can we please address Raquel first? I'm allowed to have opinions on this, and believe me, they are vehement. But there is not a single man's opinion in this True. world that matters on this subject more than a woman. So well, the please, only Raquel. Well, the only, reason, the only reason why I was going to you because you look like a kettle oh, that was oh already no. blowing like smoke and whistling it's, like crazy. It's going to boil over, but please. <laughs> but I would yeah, really I mean, like you, to hear are, what Raquel has to you, say. You are right. I mean, Raquel, as a woman, I know that, that this must be something that, at, at you know, at the end of the day, it's, it, it, you know, it's a personal matter for many women and I'm sure that you, as a feminist, you also have something to say about this as well. So uh, after I go out outside of town, you know, have casual sex as liberated, liberated women do with a liberated man, who buys the morning after pill? <laughs> I do. I've never been offered, hey, hey, honey, here's 25 bucks. Go buy yourself, you know, for half. Right. So it's it's been put all on the female to take responsibility for something that takes two people to have. When we talk about criminality and criminalizing abortion and things like that, where's the dad? Why aren't we asking dad? Why aren't we why aren't we imposing anything on the person who impregnated this person? At another capacity, you know, I am a religious person. I grew up in the church. I have my personal beliefs. I believe that we will never know what we will do unless we're in that position. And then at the same time, I also am someone who was born into conditions that were not so well. And it was reminded to me growing up that I could have been an aborted baby, right? And this is something that I grew up hearing. At the same time, I think about my life and conditions that I was put in because of my, my mother's choice to keep me. Thank God I'm here today, right? But that is a life of struggle. And we really think, save the baby, save the baby. But what does save the baby mean? Right, baby turns into a person. A baby turns into a child who experiences life, who experiences poverty, who experiences abuse and neglect, right? From single parent households or whatever it is. And we're saying, we wanna save the baby. Texas says, we have all of these, um, we have all these programs and supportive like uh, services to help you. Do you know what it takes to qualify for those things? Do you know how much access people do actually have to these programs because we can't give it away for free to everybody. So we're going to say, we want you to take on this responsibility and then not have, let's see, FEMLA for both mom and dad, right? Or what about um, childcare? What about sending your fucking kid to school, right? So this is not just, this is just not an issue about abortion. This is a huge issue, like a societal issue that we need to pay attention to. And we're just focusing on abortion, which is taking it away from the real problem. True words are never spoken. I have to agree with you 100%. They, this is a way to divert from what the actual problem is right now. And, I mean, Jeremy, do you do you agree with uh, what Raquel says? Because I see you nodding over there. Oh, I have about 24 different points here, so I'm going to try and keep everything as brief as I can. But I want to build on Raquel's, what Raquel said first because I agree with it completely. Um, God, it's there was a nun who was interviewed in a very, in a, I, I wish I could find the interview. I would post it on this. If I can find it, we'll post it in the link um, where she said, of course, my with my beliefs, I know that abortion is a sin. That's what she said. She said, what are you going to do with these babies? 
She said, if we outlaw abortion across the uh, across, what do you do with these babies? They can't be taken care of by the parents. They can't be taken care of by this. Every system in the state, every uh, system in the United States, every child care system, every every uh, social services system is already taxed to the brink. And yet we're going to introduce how many hundreds of thousands of more lives into the world. How do you take care of them? You want to make this a moral principle you know okay fine oh we can't kill them but what do you do with them you're just going to allow them to starve on the streets or to be raised into poverty into crime into if there's no system to take care i mean this is coming from a nun so i i mean she would agree with you completely raquel that is a major issue um from a religious standpoint as a guy who was brought up you know in the christian faith I, do I have an issue with with abortion? Yes, I do. Do I believe it has anything to do with my choice? No, I don't. I I, I understand where maybe the religious uh, point of view is coming from, but unless you want to live in a country of Christian Shire law, then it's not your choice. Your religious beliefs don't get to dictate what everybody else does if you want to live in a free society. It doesn't. I'm sorry. You might think it's right. You might believe that it's right. But unless you want to live in the Christian version of Sharia law, which is the Muslim law that, you know, dictates every movement a person can make in a Muslim con controlled country, you're not living in a, in a free country. I mean, the people who are the most vehement Christian right wing believers are the ones who are free country, free country. But you have to do what I say because the Bible said so. Now, I may agree with the Bible. I may be somebody who was raised in that belief, but that is not a free country. If you want to profess a free country, then guess what? Your religious beliefs don't get to dictate what everyone else does. And uh, we have uh, and we have uh, Joe just commented right now saying you never hear the religious right solution for loving and caring for the unwanted unborn. Amen, That's Joe. That's actually really good. That's a, actually a really good point. I mean, I, I come from, I come from, obviously, I come from a religious family. I'm not practicing my religion that I was baptized into, but I was told for the longest time, you know, uh, hey, abortion, you know, is wrong. You could be, you could be damned for seven years or something like that. It was just a bunch of stuff. But at the end of the day, I always ask myself, I'm like, well, my question is, what if it was, I mean, and this is a question that many people have asked, you know, what if it was a rape? What if it was something like that? I mean, it, it it's, it's right there. It's, I, I, I wouldn't know what to say about that. That's a difficult one. Get in there, Raquel. Let, let, yeah. Let me speak on this. So what they actually find is that you're taking worst scenario and you're going to appeal to people's emotions. That does not work. Most abortions happen to mothers who've already had one kid. They've already had one kid and they've identified, I can't have another one. I can't take care of myself where the quality of life for me and this person is going to significantly like be impacted. Or even imagine this, imagine growing up and your parent hates you. They resent you. This is, you know, this is an emotional toll that, that, that comes on people, right? So we need to think about not the worst case scenario of this rape situation, but real life and what that looks like in practice. We need to get real, not trying to appeal to people's Oh, sympathy, uh, you know, these dead baby images. Like, no, let's think about people who are struggling with mental health issues, with criminality, with low self-esteem, with thoughts of suicide. 
because they come from these conditions where there what like let's say there was not an option. Very true. And uh, Derek also went ahead and uh, and commented and said it would be one thing if all men could be trusted when they say I want to help raise our child, but that is not the way it is. Um, and that's and that's true for for a lot of situations. My my other my other thing too that I that I remember. Uh, family members of mine would say in regards to abortions that the reason why they get so angry about this situation is that so many people treated abortion as an irresponsible way of getting out of their responsibility. And well, that's something that many that many people are like, well, wait a minute, that that should there should be a limit. Uh, you know, as far as the abortion goes, because women aren't just, you know, and they're just pointing women, which is like stupid, but they're saying because it takes two to tango in this and they're saying, well, women should not go ahead and 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 go abortion after abortion after abortion after abortion every time they get pregnant. It's called having safe sex. It's called birth control. Learn how to use it if you don't want to get pregnant. And that's something that's pissing people a lot, pissing people off a lot. And I think that is something that a lot of these courts are also trying to use to say, okay, we need to outlaw abortion for this reason too. Please let me address that. Um, Because unfortunately I can speak from experience with this. I had a family member. I will not use names, but I had a family member who basically used abortion as her birth control. She had, I want to say, at least seven or eight. She was wildly promiscuous, drugs, alcohol, and it was her version of birth control. It was not a, oh, I can't, oh, I... It was literally her version. But I want to believe that that is the minority of the cases. As Raquel said, you know, the data has proven that these are... The majority of the cases are people who have had a child already, who have thought this out, who have had to look at the bare cold facts of what it takes to raise another child. But speaking from the position of having watched a family member do that over and over and over and being appalled, I mean, to to your core, I I get where they're coming from, but it's again, like Raquel said, using an extreme example to justify a much broader point of view. That's true. And I mean, Raquel, your, your thoughts on, on people that tend to use abortion as birth control. Oh, geez. You know, if we wanted to sit in the whole, the whole, we live in a society that says, uh, let's see, we're not going to give you birth control. We're not going to educate you about sex and how to use protection. And we're going to tell you that you can't do something about it. Right. When I was in high school and now they don't do this anymore, but when I was in high school, they, they skipped over the condom section. You weren't allowed to put a condom on a banana. Right. So we're not even teaching people how to have proper sex, how to have healthy, healthy sex, how to have, how to have healthy relationships. Right. And we're sending people who are sexual beings naturally into the world unprepared. Right. This is a, this is a failure at even the educational level, right? To properly educate kids, students from a very young age on what sex is, which does even include what a non-traditional family looks like. Books about having dad, two dads in the home, books about being raised by your grandparents, different relationship and life dynamics that educate people on how to help have healthy 
uh, choices in regards to their body. And that's very true. And that's very true. And uh, even uh, Joe went ahead and uh, commented on that saying exactly. We all should be working toward fewer abortions and more education. Is that is is something that uh, basically we, we need to go ahead and With- work on. As, as Raquel said, it would follow. I mean, more education, more preparation, more it would follow. There would be less abortions because there would be less unplanned pregnancy. There would be less, you know, um, irresponsibility. There would be, you know, it, it, it would help. I mean, it, it, it could do nothing else except lower the numbers. Well, I mean, in in, in other in in a sense, also uh, people like so, uh, one chief justice is looking at this from a political point of view at this point. Uh, basically, only one. <laughs> well, Justice Sonia Sonia Sotomayor, uh, and this is this is I'm reading this off of uh, CNN saying, war, uh, Justice Sonia Sotomayor warned that constitutional rights enshrined in Supreme Court decisions concerning gun rights, same-sex marriage, birth control, and other contentious issues could be open to attack depending on how the court handled the Texas abortion ban cases that were in front of it on Monday. Th- that's actually a very valid uh, concern. Because... So she's looking at precedent, exactly. And and that that right now that's a concern. That's a real. That's a real concern uh, as far as this because this one law could do- could be a domino effect for these other laws as well. Well, the governing underlying laws of this could dictate precedent for multiple other types of cases. So I, I see where she's coming from that. Um, I'm happy to hear that some of the more conservative judges are looking at this with an open mind. Um, it seems that they are actually willing to look at the legalities and ins and outs of this, regardless of their personal beliefs. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. So we're going to see where this goes. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be contentious and please people stay off the damn news about this. Read what you can from all sides. Don't listen to the pundits and don't let them turn each other again, you know, us against each other, please. They've already been doing it. Just don't please just don't. I mean, Raquel, do you think, I mean, what's your opinion? Do you think that this could actually be a domino effect? Could this actually affect any other any of these other laws that that were already have already been put in place i'm gonna believe that the loudest people aren't always the ones with the most that's true i'm not you know they bring a really presence we saw this in the elections especially in the area of california that i'm living in we saw a very red presence and well it didn't show up you know so i'm, I'm just gonna say that you know the, this well, the squeaky wheel, someone told me recently, the squeaky wheel should not always get the grease. <laughs> True, true. And with that being said, um, Raquel, thank you so much for being on the Navarro Miller Report. I mean, you are, we were amazing. I mean, we love your insight. You have, you're very intelligent. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, many of your other accomplishments that I'm, I'm, I know that are coming very soon. Uh, here's a question for you that I've asked you before. I'm going to ask you again. How can people stalk you on social media? Well, man, I just changed all my social media information, streamlined it. So we got PhD period Bay, PhD period BAE on all social media platforms, with the exception of Facebook. Well, that's just Raquel Buchanan Gassio. But you can find me uh, on Instagram, definitely where you're going to want to be. That's where all the entertaining things happen. And I know that you're also doing something on a Meet Me app 
where you have a lot of and it's so funny because this app is actually meant for uh, it's it's a dating app technically but it's ma- but it's becoming more and more of a social app at this point and i know that you have uh raquel after dark that you call it because you are right now currently branding your name phd bay right now and so that that's that's a really cool name by the way it's a really cool brand of the name uh i would i would have definitely follow it but i mean how's how's <laughs> meet me treating you right now as far as all the people that are all all the guys in both male and female uh, streamers that are on there that follow you. How's that going for you so far? Are you only asking because you found out I got a sneaky link? No. Actually, <laughs> that's What's a me. sneaky link? You guys haven't heard what a sneaky link is? No. I have no clue. It's a little someone I you know? Oh. Oh. Okay. has been helpful to me. It's treated me so well. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad for that. So they can actually find you on Meet Me as well, right? Yes. PhDA. I'm having an awesome time there. We talk about like quality content, real life scenarios, uh, real life stuff. I allow people to come on the show and share, but we're also, you know, uh, comedy entertainment. So we'll, we'll tell some jokes, we'll laugh, we'll sing along, and we definitely have lots of cussing. Yeah, and they could all, and, and they could also talk to you. Actually, they could get in the what you what they call a date box and actually speak to you, uh, like we're doing right here, and ask you for advice, et cetera, et cetera. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Love that. You get like a minute, a one to three minutes to ask me anything you want to share yourself with me, and for us to just know each other. Uh, Joe is asking for you to repeat uh, your Instagram again, Raquel. Great. Uh, PhD period B A E PhD Bay. So Dr. Bay. Yeah. Well, soon to be soon to be i mean and i know that you're gonna make it there i know that you're gonna be a doctor i mean so far you have a plethora of knowledge in that noggin of yours so i mean if anything anybody that has follows followed us out here today please follow raquel uh if you have any issues any that you need to talk to somebody about this is the person that you need to talk to about any types of issues regarding uh well i mean i'll let you say it raquel i mean what what type of issues can they can they actually approach you with so I am ready and available for any sort of life or relationship occurrence that people go through, but I do specialize in improving self-esteem and self-confidence in individuals who experience childhood trauma. Beautiful, awesome. beautiful. This is the person that, you, that y'all need to follow, so make sure you follow the follow her. And again, Raquel, thank you so much for being on the Navarro Miller Report. That's the news in case you haven't heard it. As for me, Dave Navarro, I'm out of here. Jeremy, are you going to still stick around, or are you going to just get the heck out of here, too? I got a split. It's been great talking with you, Raquel. Miserable dealing with you, as always, Dave. And uh, please give us a follow and, uh, you know, subscribe, hit the bell, and all that good stuff on YouTube, guys. Check us out over there before we change over. And uh, thanks for joining us. And again, make sure you you do what Jeremy says. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> we need we need those follows on YouTube. We also have a GoFundMe page because we're trying to go ahead and raise some money to for better equipment to bring you the best quality of this podcast that we can bring you. Uh, I can't do anything about Jeremy, but that he's he's already he's already damaged. I can't do anything about him. I've I'm, tried. I'm the one bringing the high quality. We're just That's trying to true. improve. You know. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> Thanks so much again for uh, joining us. Remember, we're going to be here again this Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, so make sure you check us out then. For now, we'll see you all next time. Have a good one. Thanks, Raquel. 
You have been listening to the Navarro Miller Report. 